Roman Gabriel Show. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show with host Roman Gabriel. Faith, family, sports. Roman goes up close and personal with high-impact difference makers from the world of sports and entertainment. Get more exclusive content at RomanGabrielShow.com. Roman Gabriel show. Good quarterbacks are hard to come by. I mean, I mean, They're people talk very about very hard to come. By. Yeah, the Mahomeses and the and the Bradys and the Josh Allens, but yeah, uh, you know, if you got a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo who can win at seventy three percent every time he walks out of the field, he may not be a superstar, but winning's what it's all about. And that's what it's, it's all about. Find that guy. Yeah, it's tough to find a guy like Jimmy G where he's not he's a he's a star, but he's not a superstar, and he's going to win games for you. That's the guy I want. That's that that if needed be, we can throw the ball 40 times a game and he's going to complete 60 percent of them and help us win a game. Um, here in Atlanta, we have a situation now where everybody's talking about our passing game. We don't throw the ball enough. Do, do, do we have confidence in Mariota throwing the ball 25, 30 times a game? And and as you know, in today's NFL, at some point, you're going to have to throw the ball 30, 40 times. And can we do it? Right. We haven't had we haven't had to do it yet. But we're going to get tested down the road because it's getting playoff time. It's getting crunch time. And you're going to have to do some things uncharacteristic of who you are, which we are a running team. Um, people are going to start putting eight, nine in the box and forcing you to throw the football. And the, the, the question a lot of us have is this can we do it because right. we haven't had we haven't had to so far welcome to the roman gabriel show romangabrielshow.com uh, anywhere you get your podcast, streaming television on DBTV, on Maybach's television, uh, as well as Tropshan's television, I Holyfield, uh, and guy coming in with me, a fellow New Mexico Lobo. That's where I played my college football and had a lot of great talent come through there. And fellow uh, Christian buddy in uh, uh, NFL, Atlanta Falcons, uh, has played in a Super Bowl and is coached at the high school level and helped uh, kids from all backgrounds uh, to be better football players, but better people as well. Terrence Mathis joins us on the Roman Gabriel Show. Terrence, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you, my friend? Awesome. Looking, looking I'm well. and, and you came dressed. I didn't, I should have put my New Mexico well, hat on. You know, I figured, you know, you, you a former Lobo, I'm a former Lobo, might as well represent. That's right. <laughs> Always represent the alma mater. And uh, of course, you're still, you're still living in Georgia, right? Yes, I am. I am. I'm in Swanee, Georgia, and we're loving it. I mean, this is today. We it's 78 degrees in November. It's beautiful. And the good news for you is, I, I we were talking before we went on the air about you know this is the first year in a long time that you haven't coached high school football. So right. what's it like to to have a little time in your hands because normally you're teaching and coaching. Well, um, we're empty nesters. My son is at Charleston Southern. My daughter graduated. She's out the house. She graduated uh, at Kennesaw State University. So I'm getting a chance to uh, court my wife again. There just, you go. 
just us. We get a chance to have movie nights, date nights, and travels, and do all these things. And 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 that's been very, very beautiful. And we even do our Bible studies together, and we read, and we talk, and we have coffee, and all these things. But uh, besides that, it's given me an opportunity to better my skills as not only a man, but as a coach, because I do watch, I watch, I watch, I analyze, I see how others are doing things, what I like, what I don't like whatsoever. And it gives, instead of me being overly anxious to go back to coaching, I'm preparing myself. Uh, let me put it another way. God is preparing me to take me to a level that I'm, I don't even know where it's going to be, but I know I'm getting prepared to, to do something that I'm not going to even believe that he did it for me. So I'm, I'm excited for the next chapter of my life. So I remember the last time we talked, you had a chance to coach your son. Is that right? I or did. At least on the team? Yeah. I, we, who that was a while back. Yeah, it was. Yeah. In high school, I remember I, that. I coached him. I coached him his freshman year in high school. Um, and you know, it, it's funny because when that happens, everyone wants to say, oh, he, he favors his son more and his son is playing and this and that. Here's the thing. He played wide receiver and here's the thing. He led the thing, the team in catches and everybody think I called plays for him. I did not. I called plays for just as many as others, but it was him and the quarterback that formed the connection. And they were doing things off script <laughs> and were making plays. Wow. And I, I'm like, well, it's not me. It's them, too. So, you know, sometimes I have to tell the quarterback, hey, stay on your read. I know you he's getting open and y'all, you know, you made this bond together whatsoever. But stay on script and, and follow your progressions. And sometimes that, I see the breaking. I know your son. I know your son appreciated that because my, my father really got a chance to see me play because he played for 17 years. So he played right. till I was a senior in high school. Yeah. yeah. So uh, two of the best years I ever had playing football was my two years in junior college in California. Right. Fortunately, my dad uh, was uh, a volunteer coach on the staff for receivers right. Didn't right. coach me. Um, right. you know, he coached me off the field, but right. um, you know, my head coach was our offensive coordinator, and that was probably the best two years of football I really enjoyed the most because yeah. I learned more in those, you know, in that two years about preparing for the yeah. next level and about what it yeah. took to be a, a great player and what it took right. to mentally to study film and right. uh, the off-season commitment that it took to play the game. So. Right. I was really blessed and fortunate that um, my father, you know, put two strong years into right. preparing me for pro football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it, it, and then that's the key. That's the key. When you have, when you have a parent that has played at that level and that understands the game and has a, a high IQ at, at that level, it's a benefit for the child. And that's what people didn't understand when I, and I was calling plays for that team that year for his freshman team. So he's sitting right next to me. So he's understanding what I'm putting in and why I'm putting it in. He's watching film with me, you know, after a game and we'll get prepared for another game. So he he's like me on the field. He knows exactly what the quarterback is supposed to be doing whatsoever. Why are we doing these things? So it made him a better football player. And if, if that's one of the things that parents didn't like that he had – 
that that advantage, hey, what are you supposed to do? Tell yourself, well, go to your no, room and right. not listen to you're what right. I'm talking are about. Are you surprised? Terrence Mathis with us on the Roman Gabriel Show, former Atlanta Falcon, all-pro wide receiver. And um, Terrence, uh, are you surprised right now when you look generationally at the NFL how many guys' sons are playing in the NFL right now? I'm I'm not what I'm surprised of more than anything, the lack of former NFL players playing sons playing in the NFL. And I'm surprised at that. And 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 Roman, you would you would not fathom the stories that I hear from former players about their sons even going to college or even leaving college and getting the opportunity or getting afforded the opportunity to go to camp. It's almost and I hate to say this, but it's almost like they're they have to be ten times better yep. than the next guy because of what their dads did, and that's right. not fair to them. They may be just as good, but they're expected. The last the last that you've seen of me, you think my son needs to be right, right there now. He's not going to be there right now. It is, I wasn't at that point at his age. So you got to give him a chance to develop into being the player that I was. Don't look See, at now, me. For me, for me, that was that that was a positive for me. Right. It was hard, but it was a positive because right. at every level I he was playing at every level I played at. Right. So so yeah. I was like, who? What makes you think you can play pro football quarterback? But when you watch an NFL MVP prepare, when you yeah. watch what he does in the off season. And back then, as you can remember, there wasn't free agency. So it was the right. same team, basically. Right. Uh, right. So you really saw annually what, what a professional looks like and how that exactly. works. Exactly. For me, I always saw that as a challenge because coaches would do exactly that to me. They would say, right. they wouldn't say it. It would just be a known fact. I knew exactly. that I was going to have to be better than the other guy right. a lot better. I knew right. that he wasn't going to, even if I was better, he wasn't going to give me the chance to start with. Right. So for me at every level, somebody either got hurt or if they didn't perform, you know, my dad was really smart. He just said, listen, you have to prepare like your plan every single day. You're going to get exactly. one shot at this. And when exactly. you get that one shot, you're not giving it back. Exactly. And so that's, that's what God did for me yeah. is open mm -hmm. the door. I did the work, but open the door right. at every level and right. confidence wise at every level, I got more confident because I just knew it's like, okay, I'm going to start, right. you know, like when I came to New Mexico, I was coming from a, you know, honorable mention All-American in junior college, one of the best right. quarterbacks coming out of California. And as right. soon as they got there, they stuck me at four string. Right. So I was always in a perpetual anger because it was like, okay, yeah. I'm going to prove to you. It's like the Tom Brady chip on your shoulder mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you made a mistake right. and you're going to, you're, you're, you when I get to be, when I start, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to say you made a mistake. Right. Exactly. Uh, and I, and I and I get that because, you know, my son is redshirting right now and he's practicing every day. And, you know, every once in a while, his coach and I have a conversation and can't believe how hard he works every single day and can't wait to see him play on Saturdays. I, and it goes back to him working out with me, me training him and never allow him to take a day off. And even when he was having a bad day. I used to say, you got to find something good out of this day. You got you got to keep going. We can't quit. The workout is not over with. Find something. You got to do something good today to feel better about coming back tomorrow. And he would. 
and he would do it. And then he would. Well, you got to be, you got to be, uh, you know, that's what concerns me about some kids today is, is that don't understand the sacrifice that you have to make in order to be great. Right. And for, for me, it was, it was not only a chip on my shoulder, but it was intimidating to coaches because they knew coming in, I probably, when I came out of junior college, being coached by a guy who was one of the top offensive coaches and then having a father that played professional football at the highest level, I knew as much or more about the quarterback position than my offensive. I knew that the day like I walked in the, right. the room. Right. So it was tough on him because he knew that I knew. He knew that you knew, right. And that's how it is at my position, you know, as a wide receiver, when, when you come in, when you hire a new receiver coach, especially, you know, when you're in the NFL and you step in that meeting room, you can't be intimidated with the guy that's in that meeting room that knows more about offense than you do. You just got to do your job. And then sometimes you just got to collaborate with him. Am I saying the right things? Are we on the same page whatsoever? You can't just say, do it my way uh, and forget all that I have done in the past and say, no, we're going to change what you do. With Some some guys try to change you up and, and make it so they can coach you and say, hey, I coached them to be that way. No, just add to what I have to right. make me better. That's all I have. And a lot, of, and a lot of that is being sure of yourself personally. Yeah. Um, Terrence Williams, but, our guest, Atlanta Falcons and uh, New Mexico Lobos and high school football coach. And so – as we look at the NFL today from when you left, Terrence, and where offenses have come, where quarterbacks have come from, this whole uh, RPO system, the shotgun, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. how would you have liked to play in this system, you know, uh, with, with four and five wide receivers and where the slot position has come from? Because when you played, it was more about X and Z, uh, right. the outside guys, but the slot positions become the dominant positions, especially – with coordinators trying to find advantages. Did, was it this weekend, this past weekend, Brady threw it 58 times? 58 times. And Mahomes then, threw it 68 times. 68 times. 68. I would have – if you passing the ball that many times and I'm on the field, I'm catching 15 or 20 of them. Right. But that's what I'm – that's, you know, in today's game, the way we were taught back in the day – how to run routes, read coverages, do the things that we've we've done and planning to take today's game, we'd have probably been a step above today's guys. Maybe today's guys are bigger, physical, and faster, but I feel that what made me the receiver I was is I was knowledgeable of the game. I knew where I needed to be. I studied each defensive back and their tendencies, their weaknesses, their strengths, the coverages, the linebackers, all these things. I was telling this to somebody the other day is that, you know, being a former quarterback, because I was recruited to New Mexico as a quarterback. And for two years, I sat in quarterback meetings, but played wide receiver. And I was taught to read the fronts, the shades. And then I was taught, well, when they're in this, they only can play one or two coverages. So when I used to break the huddle in the NFL, I'm looking, I didn't have to look at the secondary first. I'm looking at what the linebackers and the fronts are doing and going, oh, they're three across linebackers. Oh, they're playing cover two or they're playing cover four. And I'm going, so that what made, I wasn't the biggest, the fastest in the game, but that what's made longevity for me because I learned all the little 
But you guys didn't have, did you guys, because you guys didn't have the, the right now, the, the, you know, the getting off the line of scrimmage is the thing that I see is really the big change is, you know, that oh. limited five yard bump zone. So oh. you don't have a guy, you, if a guy whiffs on you, uh, then, then you're, you know, that's, you guys were still, uh, could, could they put your hands on you until they threw the ball back then? Oh, let me tell you, once you get bump and run, when I played, you was latched on for 10, 12 yards sometimes. And and if I was in the middle of a route and you bumped me, you just bumped me. But now guys get bumped and the play is on the other side and a penalty flag is being thrown. I'm like, wait a minute. He wasn't even involved in the play and he ran into the DB or the DB ran into him and there's a flag thrown. I'm, that's not football. That's not football to me. It's... We've changed the game where we made it more fan-friendly, more commercialized whatsoever. Is it better? I can't say it is better or is worse. Parents, did you know that over 75% of Dare County Middle School students have pledged to be alcohol and drug abstinent? Hi, I'm Roman Gabriel, the president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation and the North Carolina School Alcohol Drug Abstinence Education Program. Through our accountable student three-step online pledge found at soldouttv.com, our program has been serving area schools for three years now with the support of the Dare County ABC Board. Parents, please take time to speak to your students about underage drinking. Our program provides a 100% alcohol and drug abstinence education along with a groundbreaking 365 online student life skills program and fitness, health, and wellness curriculum provided to all Dare County schools. For more information or to donate, go to our official website at soldouttv.com. That's soldouttv.com. Or on your mobile phone, text SOLDOUT20 to 484848. That's SOLDOUT20 to 484848. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Roman. Gabriel Show. Hey, you guys, this is Mickey James, WWE superstar, country music recording artist. I'm Jerome Bettis, former running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, this is Chris Draft, former NFL linebacker. Hey, everybody, I'm NASCAR driver Angela Rook. Hey, guys, it's Gary Vee, and you're listening and watching. And you are listening to the Roman Gabriel Show. This is Jeff Garcia, quarterback, San Francisco 49ers. I'm Eric Amarola, NASCAR Cup Series driver and the number 10 Ford Mustang. I am hanging out with Roman Gabriel. Here to be with my buddy, Roman Gabriel. Jack Youngblood here, promoting Gabe. On the new Roman Gabriel Show. And you're watching. You're watching the Roman Gabriel Show. Roman Gabriel Show. The Roman Gabriel Show. The Roman Gabriel Show. Roman Gabriel Show. He's the best. Listen to him. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show with host Roman Gabriel. Faith, family, sports. Roman goes up close and personal with high-impact difference makers from the world of sports and entertainment. Get more exclusive content at RomanGabrielShow.com. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel. But you don't have the problem you had, which is if you went over the middle, you're, it was not going to end good. A lot of times it wasn't going to end good. And the thing was, and as I told you earlier, I used to study the safeties because I used to know which safety was going to come down hard and try to knock you out or which safety was going to play it safe and just make sure for sure tackle. So that's what made going over the middle more 
a confidence factor for me because I knew what those safeties were doing and, and how they would play a deep route. So <laughs> today you can just run freely in the middle of the field, catch a ball and he going to tag you or he going to grab feel, you. How, how do you feel about, about the controversy this year with uh, the whole quarterback hitting the quarterback and uh, the follow through in the quarterback and the uh, penalties uh, some of the incredible penalties that have been called on on late hits on quarterbacks. I think what the league has done, what they have recognized is this. If, and, and this is, if you cut the head off the snake, <laughs> the body dies. And they realized in the past years, if you take that franchise player, that franchise quarterback off the field, and he's not playing, Ratings go down, attendance go down, records go down, and owners are not happy about that. So they had to do something because these guys coming off the edge are bigger, faster, stronger than before. And when they hit you, they're trying to intimidate you and take you out of the game. Not truly physically, but in a mental aspect, knowing that, hey, every time you drop back, I'm going to be there. So what it's done now, is make quarterbacks more comfortable in the pocket, uh, knowing that even when I do release the ball and I do get hit, it's just not he can't follow through. And it, it, some guys get away with it, some don't. It just depends on the crew that weekend. Terrence Math is with us, Atlanta Falcons. And Terrence, I'm trying to think back to the quarterbacks that you played with. Was Chris Chandler one of those guys? Yeah, when I oh, we go back to my rookie year when I started with the Jets. I had Ken O'Brien and Boomer Sison, yeah. Brownie Nago for one year. Then when I came here to Atlanta, I had Jeff George and then a mixture of Bobby A. Bear and then uh, Chris Chandler. Then I my last game as a Falcon, uh, I had Michael Vick. Oh, wow. Then, so you were, you, were, my, you were there when Vick was there. Yeah. And then my last year with the Steelers, you had Cordell Stewart. And um, Tommy Maddox at quarterback. Yeah. So I played with, so you I played with a number of quarterbacks. Yeah, some new wave guys that today would have been well, – I cannot imagine Michael Vick today. Oh, I couldn't imagine today. Wow. Well, it's, yeah, I couldn't imagine today. It's game. So you played with a guy with the Jets that was extremely underrated, but one of the really one of the great quarterbacks for about seven years in Ken O'Brien. And O'Brien was probably the most underrated quarterback I have ever played with because I, I told people, I tell people all the time, if he threw the ball as much as the others, he'd be in the Hall of Fame right now. Were you in fame. some of those crazy Dolphin Jet games? I was in some, yeah. I was from the 90s, from 90 to 93, I was in a couple of them. The mm -hmm. one that the, the playoff game was the, the craziest one. I think that was the 92 season, 91 season. It was 91 season, 92 playoffs. Uh, it was 24 seconds left in the game, and they kicked the field goal. The Dolphins kicked the field goal to go up. They kicked off to me, and I almost scored. I took it to midfield. Two plays later, with three seconds to go, we kicked the field goal, tied it up, and took it to overtime. And it was one of the wackiest games. It was hot in 
I think it was December and it was just 80. So the humidity was 80 and it was hot. It was it was a crazy game. It was a really crazy game. So did you did you watch the, the Tampa game, the Rams Tampa game this last Sunday? I tried to and I turned it off. <laughs> I know it was ugly, wasn't it? I mean the mostly yeah, it was I, ugly, but yeah, I uh, tried to. I'm, I'm absolutely amazed. The last drive you know, yeah. I think I think I think there was I want to say a minute and seventeen with no timeouts. Right. What what Brady did on the last drive after yeah. being frustrated for a whole football right. game is was right. absolutely vintage Tom Brady. Right. Well, as and I've seen that drive, the highlights of it. But as you know, is this in 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 the NFL for years, it the game is mostly decided on two or three plays. When two good teams playing together, it's two or three plays that decide the game. And even when when there's a blowout, there's two or three plays that decided that blowout. And and there it was for, for Brady where he was completing balls to unknown receivers and they were making plays. And that was that was the game. The 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 two big first down plays of uh, 15 yards or more, I think it was, were big plays that that get them confidence that hey we can move this ball downfield and score i've seen that i've seen the highlights of the last drive so in in today's game it's two or three plays that decides games and if you've got a defense in today's game that can hold somebody to 21 or under then you got a great chance of winning every game a great chance of winning every game if you're be holding teams to under 20 points you have a really really good chance of uh, getting that first round by and making it to an AFC or NFC championship game. Well, let's let's talk about your Falcons. Tell, 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 the, you know, beginning of the year, things were kind of bleak and they've been playing a lot better football. Uh, lost some really tough games this year, right. but uh, even with injuries, the, they're still in the hunt. Right. Well, I call them the cardiac kids 2.0 because every game they get your heart to just the pounding, the pounding, the pounding. But here, here's here's the thing about this this team and this organization right now is that, you know, here in Atlanta, when we win, we're the greatest thing ever. When we lose, we're the worst thing ever. And and fans get disappointed really quickly. I'm one of those guys to say, your head coach is in the second year of his tenure. They got, you know, they're re- retooling. I never say rebuild. You should never – that's a bad word in the NFL, rebuild. Well, free, well, free agency has got to be retooling, right? It's, re, it's retooling. You're just retooling. And this team is retooling slowly whatsoever, and they're getting better. They're not quite there yet. If if you was expecting them to to be 8-1 and one right now, you're, you're fooling yourselves. They're right where they're supposed to be at that 500 range right now with an opportunity to win the division. And that's all you ask for right now. You're not worried about anything else but winning the division because you win a division, you're in the playoffs. And that's so, one of the few divisions where this year, along with the NFC West, yes, uh, the, you can win you it. Know, this year, this year's, uh, I, I think with the way the draft's set up now and with free agency and with the extra game, and the playoff, the new playoff format, right. um, I, I think it brings a lot more teams in, don't you? It does. It does. You you can you can probably you probably gonna have an eight nine playoff team coming from the West and coming from the NFC South. So <laughs> you, you 
you might have an eight, nine playoff team in there. And is that good for, is that good for the NFL? I don't know. Is it, you know, you, you will want teams that are three, well, like four, the Seahawks four. this year. That's an incredible yeah. story. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not surprised because Pete Carroll does a good job of drafting and, and doing a good job in free agency. And I'm not surprised whatsoever with that. Yeah. Geno Smith had a, had an incredible year for a guy who was a number one pick. And a lot of people thought was a, a going to be he's a backup done. rest yeah. of the way. So he's, yeah. he's rejuvenated his career. Yeah. And I've noticed too, that in our game today is in terms of the NFL, uh, Good quarterbacks are hard to come by. I mean, I mean, They're people talk very about very hard to come. By. Yeah, the Mahomeses and the and the Bradys and the Josh Allens, but yeah, uh, you know, if you got a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo who can win at seventy three percent every time he walks out of the field, he may not be a superstar, but winning's what it's all about. And that's what it's, it's all about. Find that guy. Yeah, it's tough to find a guy like Jimmy G where he's not he's a he's a star, but he's not a superstar, and he's going to win games for you. That's the guy I want. That's that that. If needed be, we can throw the ball 40 times a game and he's going to complete 60% of them and help us win a game. Um, here in Atlanta, we have a situation now where everybody's talking about our passing game. We don't throw the ball enough. Do, do, do we have confidence in Mariota throwing the ball 25, 30 times a game? And, and as you know, in today's NFL, at some point, you're going to have to throw the ball 30, 40 times. And can we do it? We right. haven't had we haven't had to do it yet, but we're gonna get tested down the road because it's getting playoff time, it's getting crunch time, and you're gonna have to do some things uncharacteristic of who you are, which we are a running team. Um, people are gonna start putting eight nine in the box and forcing you to throw the football. And the 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 question a lot of us have is this: Can we do it? Because right. we haven't had. A, we haven't had to so far. Well, he's gotten better as, as the year has gone on. Uh, yes. Th that's for sure. And and I think they're using his talents, too, because these guys that can run with the football, there's just so many things the defense has to deal with when when the quarterback's that extra running back. Uh, you saw that in Chicago with Fields. He's he's yeah. he's really coming into his own. Yeah. Uh, so there's a ton of great athletes out there. that, uh, mm -hmm. And then you look at a guy like Tua, who's not – the great running athlete, but this new coach obviously has used his strengths. Uh, he's accurate. Yeah. He's good yeah. on the move. Yeah. Uh, and he looks like a different guy, you know, right. with a system he's confident with. Well, here's the thing. When you put other confident guys around your quarterback, he's going to play lights out. Under Green Bay, for instance, his receivers look so uncomfortable and have lack of confidence that it makes Aaron Rodgers looks below average. And he doesn't help with his demeanor and oh. his talk whatsoever, not being at OTAs and mini camp and all that stuff. That didn't help. But at the same time, as we go back to Tool, when you put Tariq Hill and Waddle and other guys around this type Wilson, of Wilson, the kid they got from San Francisco. I mean, they, they, yes. they're talented yes. all over the board. A good couple yes. of tight ends, but yes. the so, NFL, it's really interesting in the NFL what you've, we've talked about and what you've said. I'm Roman Gabriel.
president of the Sold Out School Alcohol Abstinence Program. Did you know that since COVID-19, 35% of 13 to 17-year-old students are experiencing some sort of mental or emotional distress? Suicide is up 25% with high school students. Parents, please be vigilant and watching out for your students. For more information for you and your students, go to soldouttv.com and click on our fitness, health, and wellness page. And parents, check out our Facebook page at Sold Out Students. Thanks so much for listening to The Roman Gabriel Show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. That's SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. And help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive producers Roman Gabriel and Nick Ruffini. Listen to The Roman Gabriel Show at RomanGabrielShow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.